All righty, folks. Welcome back to another Out of the Rough Golf Podcast. We got uh, the three amigos here tonight, Kid, Clint, and myself. We are uh, missing Ryan, the uh, fourth amigo. Um, but uh, he, He's 20,000 feet in the air right now. Yeah, he's on a flight. Couldn't make it tonight, but it's all good. He's here in spirit, and we got a, we got a little kind of year-enwrapped kind of awards ceremony, if you will, for the uh 2023 season um uh, and we're gonna you know kind of go through a number of uh kind of categories or questions if you will and kind of you know try to end this year on a, on a good note you know it's been a tumultuous year in the world of golf lots of things happened and uh we wanted to kind of end it on a good note with uh, some of our favorite moments of the year shots of the year etc before we jump in, just on a, like a grade school scale, like if you're given this year a letter grade, what would you give it? B minus. Clint? Of, the, of just the entire year? I think what got it into the B's for me was the Ryder Cup. Just... Mm. It's always like it's like a letter. It's almost like a grading on a curve with a Ryder Cup year. Like it gives it like an automatic like letter upgrade. Yeah, it would definitely be an upgrade if if we would have done better and there would have been a little bit more spice to it. Um, I would say there was still some good stuff out there. I'd I'd, I'd give it at least a B plus maybe. But yeah, I'm I'm with I with dave yeah that Ryder cup kind of it does kind of hinge on on <laughs> that pretty heavily and it's kind of and it's like a little bit of recency bias that was the last like you know big event in the golf year and it was a good one um so but yeah i mean i i you know i kind of kind of going a little bit forward but like with all these questions and stuff like looking back at the year like i can i can say there was some some good moments of the year golf related that you know I, I, I feel good about my B minus. Yeah, I when, when I was coming up with kind of nominees for these different categories and kind of run through the year, I, it it took so much like deep investigation for me to like remember elements of this year that had to do with stuff on the course rather than off the course. And when I just think about just what it felt like a, a pretty poor year in terms of like standard events. I don't know if that's because of the fractured nature of the tours or if it's the lackluster, you know, half of the major finishers of the, of the year. And just some of the, you know, some of just the venues, like I, to, to me, I, I just, I wasn't as big of a fan Clint. I, I had it at a, I'm giving this thing probably a C plus. Well, I, I guess I, I mean, I could say I get that. Um, you've always, you're always just a little bit deeper than me, kid. You know, um, you dive, you dive a little bit. I might be wanting more out of golf than you, though. If that's also like, I think you probably are more satisfied with less from golf than I am, and I, I think I probably am looking to eat more of a more of a meal in terms of golf is concerned. I think you're happy with just a little entree, a little appetizer of a sport for your. For your, your calendar year and for me it's the main dish you know i mean i could uh i could say that that's to an extent um for sure you know i 
I pair a lot of. Did anything this year, year was anything this year as painful as last night was for you? Like, does does, does golf have any any level of like impact on you personally as probably last night felt to you? And for what people that they know, we were recording this Monday after Cowboys kind of got spanked by the Bills. Yeah. So no. Yeah, that was rough. Um, yeah, to put it in context, that hurt even anything did in golf this year probably but they still have a run at the playoffs so like it's not like super bad well no they're they're in the playoffs they're yeah, already exactly in the playoffs. yeah yeah but it could but, be just kind of writing on the wall like what what is to come for them so i get it yeah for sure um yeah kid that <clears throat> decent example there um but with that being said because of how much golf there is in a year and because of how much football there is in a year, I watch far more golf than I do football. And I really don't care about the vast majority. I don't watch college football. <coughs> Sorry, to, uh, to the main extent. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much just a diehard Cowboys fan and, and that's about it. But I watched yeah. far more golf this year than I did football. That's, that's for sure. Well, it sounds like we all gave this year a passing grade, so it, it passed. You know, cl- it was close, but it, it it got a passing grade, and we're on to the next year. It's you know they're on to the next grade, and we'll see how they handle the fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, all right. This is a fourth hopefully, grade of a year. <laughs> hopefully, they'll get a new principal in town, and things will start running smoother. And you know. <laughs> We'll go from there. All right, let's jump into categories. Just so people know, we'll be going through a range of categories. Uh, We'll leave them kind of, you know, surprising as we go through them. But the one we typically always start with is uh, most improved player of the year. And this usually means continued upward trend from a known baseline performance trend. So this is not someone who's on a comeback. This is someone who has kind of elevated their game uh, to a place it hasn't been before. do you guys have any nominees? Um, yeah, I think this is probably going to be a popular one, but uh, I'm going to go out and say it. The one Victor Hovland, Javi, um, just to put put a little bit of reasoning behind it. Um, he had three wins this year on the PGA Tour. His strokes gained in 2022. He was 15th. He was uh, plus 0.1 or point or sorry, plus. 1.45 in 2022 and this year in 2023 he was fifth and was plus 2.28 so a dramatic leap, leap in sp- strokes gained along with the three wins and then he had some pretty good major uh major showings uh a t7 at the master so a top 10 and then he got a uh, second at the pga championship so i think it was a you know, a notable year for Javi. He kind of stepped into a, a different gear than we've seen him. And uh, I think uh, I think he should continue the trend. I don't think it'll be a massive leap like this year going forward, but I think he's going to at least ride that wave and continue to play the same caliber of golf. And uh, I think to me, he was the most improved player. And we'll, uh, I'm interested to hear if everyone's kind of still on the same page or on the same page as that, or if there's actually any other people that, yeah, important to note, Ryan, who is you know in a, on a plane right now, did send in kind of one nominee for each of these categories, and he also kind of nominated Victor Hovland, which I think is a really respectable nominee for this category. Probably has this one of the strongest statistical kind of 
cases for him being in this. I also uh, didn't mention like a very good Ryder Cup showing as well. Um, absolutely. To add on top of that. Um. So, Clint, do you have any nominees on your end? Anyone that comes to mind in terms of most improved in the year? Or do you think you sit in that kind of hoppy camp? Yeah, I mean, I don't really have um, anybody outside of Javi that just comes to mind. I mean, like, he's easily the one that, that came to mind first for that. And obviously with, with the things that Dave was saying, that kind of highlights where he where he falls into that. I mean, that that would have to be... I mean, damn near um, an entire stroke gain over the year prior is just that's that's the thing that kind of beats home to me is like over the course of an entire year, you were able to be, con- you know, consistent enough to have almost a stroke over your prior year, which is, you know, really good. Yeah. Yeah. I I think um, a very short time before he rolls away with the major so j- just to make sure that we have at least categories semi-fleshed out because we can't have four people saying the same guy um <laughs> i do think there's some honorable mentions of folks that you know should be kind of acknowledged for their improvement um denny mccarthy comes to mind as someone who played really well this year who really didn't have much of a, a ceiling that people kind of recognize understood in the hunt at a lot of different uh events you know went toe-to-toe with the person that is getting nominated with most everybody else at the memorial um big shout out to nick taylor you know snapping off that canadian open was in the mix for a lot more this year than previous years he did have a his home open his home open which is a big thing to to call out um nikolai hoygaard had a really strong strokes gained year good performances won the dp world tour you know was out and about kind of doing his thing decent showing at the uh the Ryder cup as well um and then i think the only person that you can make an argument for and maybe i'm cheating because he he kind of qualifies for this category and the next category but i i think he's going to be going to toe-to-toe with two strong guys in both categories he might lose out on both of them but i think he can make a really strong case for one wyndham clark as the most improved player of the year nabbing off a major winning the wells fargo got into the top 10 in the world like obviously wyndham, elevated his game he but was, wyndham made he, a bigger leap yeah i mean wyndham was my like second in this category, but I had to give it to Javi, even though Wyndham got the major. Um, I just felt like Javi's season was more consistent and he made runs in two majors and uh, I mean, three wins. Uh, Wyndham had a major and a win at Wells Fargo, but uh, yeah, it was it was close. Uh, But yeah, Wyndham was honestly the only other guy that like immediately came to my mind um, when I was thinking about this. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to to get into the top 10 in the world. It's even harder to get into that, like, top three, top two in the world. And, you know, it's it, it, he just completely kind of stepped it up. I, I think at the end of the and, day. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but I, like I was pounding home with Javi with the strokes gain, Wyndham was, you know, si- significantly lower. So I think that's also what kind of steered me towards hobby he was at Wyndham was at plus 1.23 remember this this award is most improved though like who elevated yeah, their game the most from where it was before but i i still think you know ha- th- that 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 last few percent of like getting to the top of the mountain is is a hard thing to kind of 
optimize and improve upon. So I, I think at the end of the day, I'm outnumbered and I, I'm not looking to take any, you know, thing away from Javi. He's in my wolf pack. I love the guy. So, so, I, so was Wyndham the one that you went with on this one? When I was building my list, I put Wyndham here as most improved just because I think the Javi was already such a stellar player. I think Wyndham's change, his delta was significantly more than what Javi's was. I mean, Javi had won multiple times on tour already. Let me look at something real quick for so we it was point one or one point two three for uh twenty twenty three and then for twenty twenty two it was point three. So uh, also about a stroke, just like Javi. It's actually m- more than Javi. So in your in in favor of your argument, it was actually it was actually point nine, and Javi was point eight. So I mean, I I don't really care who we go with, but it's just I I knew I had to give him his flowers, even though I don't really like the guy. Yeah, I mean, we're going with Javi. It was you know three three out of the four were were Javi, but uh, I I do think it's a very notable you know, close second um, for Wyndham Clark. And maybe he qualifies for this next category that people kind of speak to, which is breakout performance of the year. So performance is exceeding expectations that we knew they could do or things that came out on left field. For me on this question, I wasn't quite sure if you meant for a single performance or like a season. Yeah. I don't Um, really care. I think at the end of the day, like, Whatever that transient sort of thing is, you can go with. I got caught up of, on it because you said breakout performance of the year. And I was like, okay, so that seems like. And then I don't the know. parentheses is multiple, is plural. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I went with like a breakout performance of the year, like kind of thinking individual tournament style, um, just to kind of, you know, let y'all have some context into how I went about it. Um, and I went with Brian Harmon, um, at the open championship. Um, he ended up winning the tournament by six strokes. Um, he was plus 3.01, uh, strokes gained for putting that week. I think if anything kind of stands out for that, that championship week, when it comes to Brian Harmon was that he was absolutely rolling the rock. Um, I honestly, Brian Harmon really never comes to mind um to me very often except for maybe match play situations um in general so with him coming out and winning the open championship and putting the way he did uh and putting on a you know winning a major by six strokes i think that was for me the breakout performance of the year it's hard for me to kind of resonate with that just because i just choose to forget it like <laughs> but I mean, it's a it's a fair nominee. I think if we're going off of like individual kind of person performance, like if we're going off of one event, I think that's a, I think that's a fair one. I, I think that's a uh, a pretty a pretty solid one to go with. Uh, I think both Ryan and myself kind of treated the, the the award slightly differently. I could have been more specific, where it's sort of like breakout performance of the year. You know, who who kind of came on the scene out of nowhere, kind of just really said, hello, world, on me. You know, I, I, I've arrived. Um, and both him and I, like, nominated Ludwig for that. Um, but, yeah, it, I, I think if we were to go with breakout performance of the year, like a single performance, I think, I think that's a fair way to go about doing it. And uh, I don't really have – I haven't given it as much thought, which is kind of the struggle. Um, 
I think yeah, I'm, if not, I were I'm to... not asking for you to to name one by any means. I was just saying kind of what. No, I got I got one. I think I'm going to go with Blocky at the PGA. <laughs> God, oh, damn it. Gosh, damn it. <laughs> Kid. <laughs> he the made the blocky. cut. He made the cut and a hole in one while playing with Rory. So that there's a lot to be said there. Um, what you could throw in for a later, you know, a later award in this, you know, award in this show, but you know, uh, best shot of the year. But to to kind of go off of what you're saying about Ludwig, I think if you were doing, you know, in a whole year encompassing that, but yeah, I can't really think of another person that came out this year that kind of took took you know, the golf world kind of by storm or, you know, made, I mean, he was a, he, he, he was an NCA player of the year, the same year he went pro and played in a Ryder cup. Like, I think if we're going for a breakout performance, like hello and world, I'm here. And like he, 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 he won on, on both tour tours. Yeah. Both and, tours. And had a great Ryder cup. So yeah, I, 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 uh, I think if we were splitting the award, so let's say for instance, we have two awards, the breakout performance of the year. And then like, whatever the fucking breakout player of the year i will have a new name for it in 2024 but um I, i'm okay with that i think Harmon deserves it his strokes game were insane Harmon on the breakout performance i think ludwig breakout player yeah and i mean just beating the field by you know not only the field but the closest person to you with six strokes behind you is you know pretty insane so uh, i'm not gonna go with sky scheffler at the hero <laughs> I just think uh, I I think that Harmon probably won't get you know too many more opportunities like this for us to be like praising his name. So um, and that was legitimately like when I was thinking about the tournaments of the year and like kind of one that stood out and was like kind of a runaway. That was really what came to mind. So, Blunt, you got any breakout performances of the year that come to mind? You know. Um... Yeah, for sure. Obviously, yeah, obviously. Um, said Ludwig is going to be who stepped on the scene was just like, look, bitch, I'm here. Um, you know, <laughs> you're not going to forget about me soon. But um, I don't, I don't think I could really necessarily nominate anybody else to that I would say was definitely better in that in that form you know kind of goes back to the the past question a little bit um the person that maybe could have been in there as well just at least talked about possibly would be max homa just in the sense of like consistently showing up um so about through and really finishing strong on the sense of a, a lot of tournaments won and whatnot, but he had a lot of top tens. Um, he had a great Ryder cup too. One of the few Americans that had a, you know, winning record and, you know, brought, brought home points for the team. Um, yeah. And he was, I, I was always, always found myself rooting for him too. Just like when he was doing good, you know, he, he wasn't able to, to capitalize that well i think you know he only ended up with like two wins between 22 and 23 season but um but he had like 
12, 13 top tens, probably. I don't, I don't know his exact stats, but um, was was somebody that I I enjoyed watching. I think that's a you know a good honorable mention. I didn't really think of him in this category, but you know you know thinking about it now, it he definitely you know at least to kids uh, kids points he's made in prior podcasts like he you know like never you know why are we thinking about max in major championships and stuff like that and i may be putting words in his mouth right now but um he showed up to you know at least a couple of the majors this year i think he got a top 10 at either the pga or the u.s open Um, i mean he won the african major (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but yeah, I uh, I I don't think that's a bad just you know off the top of the dome nomination because um, it 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 was like you know obviously I took it in the tournament sense but uh, thinking about it for the whole year obviously Ludwig comes to mind but I can't even like think of like a guy fresh out of college or something like that this year that kind of came on the scene generally we have like a crop of graduates that are coming in and i can't even name one like off the top of my head aside from like ludwig that really you know made made some noise but yeah yeah for sure all right i mean you could keep you could you could say fucking denny mccarthy as well but like I, I I don't think no no yeah no, no. <laughs> <laughs> nah <laughs> I I, I um, agree I agree like I said I think I I would say the 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 clearest like runner up to I think Brian Harmon in this category as well would be would be Wyndham Clark I, again like a breakout performance I mean the U.S. Open being a quite a breakout performance for him to slay you know that 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 major. Um, but I mean, it, honestly, a breakout performance, maybe for one that didn't even win Phil getting second at the masters. So we don't have to go there. Yeah. But I, I mean, mean, what is he breaking out of? Like he's, his I mean, PGA tour cocoon. I am no longer <laughs> in the PGA tour. I have lived and I can still I mean, play in majors. I mean, if we go off of performances exceeding expectations, of what we know they could do. I mean, we knew he could do it because he won the PGA Championship at fifty or whatever. But and I, he has I, three look, fucking green green jackets as well. I get it, but I think a lot of I, I think if you if you asked anybody like, is Phil gonna ever finish solo second at, at the Masters again? And you're like, you got to put your house on the line. Like, I'd be like, ah, <laughs> yeah. But if there's one tournament out of all tournaments, like Jack showed that he. What whatever like 58 or 59 like made a run at winning it like that late in life and oh made know, a run at it. maybe he wanted at what 46 yeah but i think he was damn near 60 and like was in contention or something like that and like if there's one tournament that people you know you play well there you can play well there like I could totally see Jordan winning a fucking green jacket jacket at the age of fifty. You know, like, God, I want that to be true. I want to believe that, but goddamn, dude, has my, my I I don't know if I feel as strongly about that as I did three I years mean, ago, four he's years won ago. Like three or four, so. <laughs> 
All right, let, let's keep moving. We got a lot of awards to get through. Um, this one should be pretty cut and dry. I bet you everybody has kind of the same nominee. Um, but just to give someone else on the table, because we can't just crucify <laughs> the guy by himself, this is the uh, Fader of the Year World Award, um, who has fallen completely out of relevance this year. I guess relevance in terms of like performance expectations. They, they're if it's a big enough, big enough name and they're they're sucking, then people are always talking about it. But um, he's only yeah, prefacing of the that because the person is is a big name. <laughs> I mean, but, it uh, is a big name. Um, yeah, it seems like we all are kind of in the same page, like like the Javi question earlier. But yeah, as my fader of the year, I have JT Justin Thomas. Um. He has zero wins this season. Um, his strokes gained in 2022 were plus 1.99, so just shy of two strokes gained, um, which is better than what Javi had for this year. Um, and then in 2023, he is down to plus 1.16, which is, <clears throat> you know, again, almost a stroke difference. Not quite. Um, and then which I think is really, really drives, drives at home is his major performances. He missed three out of the four cuts and the only one he made the cut in was the PJ and he got a T 65. So when you're a golfer of JT's caliber and have as many wins as he does on the PJ tour, you're, you're looking for major championships and you know, he missed the cut in 75% of them this year. So I mean, single-handedly cost me a fantasy, you know, run th this year. Just truly the the lowest performing first round pick I think in the history of fantasy. It was it was it was brutal, <laughs> absolutely brutal. Yeah, that's yeah. He's pretty bad. I you know somebody that I just thought about that w maybe could have been mentioned in the last one too is Tom Kim. Yeah, um, I uh, I actually did think about uh tom kim now that i think of it but i think it might have been for a different category it felt, but... it felt like more tom kim feel, still feels more like his shit was last year like he he surged last year not this year well yeah, he just he ended true. up winning the same tournament tournament twice so it makes it kind of weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well um i mean i i think jt's clear front runner here i don't i don't think anybody could dethrone him there but somebody that um I was just bummed to not really ever see his name or, you know, be like, well, he's in the mix. Like, um, like he should be type thing. Uh, Colin Morikawa just didn't really show up uh, much this year. Um, I think he did end up winning a tournament in there somewhere. Um, but I, 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 like I said, not even remotely close to the extent of JT. I think he probably still, managed to stay in the top 25 guys but he he just didn't really um just didn't ever really think about him this year at all or i would or agree like, i would agree with you if his last year wasn't unremarkable too like he hasn't really like i i think the idea is that like his strokes gain are the exact same as last year and all of his strokes gained are like perfectly fine like he's still like an elite player he just doesn't he just ha He's gotten unlucky with his results versus him usually being super lucky with his results. Like, Colin Morikawa is not playing at a playing... guy who should have... Okay, Dave. <laughs> Sorry. 
uh, he he's 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 played enough. He hasn't played enough golf to actually earn himself two majors, and yet has two majors. Like he he hasn't played that level of golf for long enough to like rattle him off the same rate that other people do. But he got you know his wins early and often, and now he's going through a period where he doesn't get the same breaks where other people slump while he's you know playing well. I think he's playing like very similar golf to what he was playing. You know the prior few years or a couple years um yeah it's just not going his way like it's like either like the putting and the chipping clips clicks that week and he ends up playing well and winning the tournament because like kid was saying like his strokes gained aren't aren't too far off of what he's always been so uh yeah I, i think he uh you know he's fortunate to what to have his career that he has right now and i think by all means, he could go next year and win two tournaments in a major, and it's just like, okay, it, it happened again. Like, you know, <laughs> right. I, think he, I think he's going to be a prominent ball striker for his career, and he can always rely on that. It's like a, it's kind of a more elevated, like Charles Howell the third vibe. Like, uh, you know, okay. obviously he's a different caliber player, but I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Chucky three sticks. You can you know rely on him to have his ball strike. Paul Morikawa, two time major winner, two of them before the age of like twenty eight years old. Yeah, he's just like a Charles Howell the third kind of character. <laughs> I was more relating it to the fact like you can rely on his ball striking being there week in and week out, and you just have to have the rest of the game click. And obviously, he's in a different caliber and a different level. But I was just like assimilating it to a different golfer that's had a long career. But yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Fader of the year, Justin Thomas. It's not close. Like it, 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 the only redeeming quality was that he was actually, no, he was, he even faded super hard in the Ryder cup. <laughs> so yeah, yeah it, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't a good scene. I think if there's a fading performance of the year, it's JT and speed of the Ryder cup. <laughs> I just that don't was, know. That was tough. They, I, I was just, that they I mean I I get it like putting him on the team but I was just pissed that they didn't give some of the other guys an opportunity when he was playing like shit you know I don't know but yeah, yeah I mean we don't need to re, we don't need to re-litigate re- that Z, but yeah ZJ made some questionable calls for having people play but yeah we we went over that in the uh Ryder Cup podcast yeah. if you want to go back yeah go, go check it out I'm sure we said some <laughs> shit you've never heard before <laughs> <laughs> Um. All right. Let's get onto a more positive award. Comeback of the year. So, like these guys that are faders of the year, hopefully they get comeback of the year. You know, next year. Um. But before, I feel like we probably have a clear favorite for what this, this one is likely a, is going to go to. But absolute given. But I do want to throw some flowers at some people that don't deserve this award, but deserve recognition for this award. You know, the people that get nominated along Meryl Streep, but just aren't Meryl Streep kind of deal. You know what I'm saying? Um. Lucas Glover. I mean, he he hasn't been relevant since he won what was it the U.S. Open like twelve years ago, like, and he won what two, three times this year, fucking out of nowhere. That's fucking crazy, dude. Right for the FedEx Cup. Um, yeah, good for him. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood still hasn't won, but like he, people are talking about him again. So cool, you know, comeback story for the fleet. Um, <laughs> I I wish he would too because I love that guy. I fucking wish he would, Tommy. How you fucking come at me? <laughs> a, I, w- I wish he would, dog. I wish he would. Um, another another one that could at least probably um be talked about too is Jay Day. Um, yeah, 
Day had a little bit of a resurgence. He did end up getting him one this year. But then also and then also fell off a cliff again. <laughs> J Day was he, in in he, my he showed himself quickly. He showed himself quickly and then quickly faded back to his cave. But I mean it's it was a baby resurgence. He he, he, he had a comeback year in the same way that Emiliano Grillo had a comeback year. Like they got a win, but like then they receded back out of I think back to back weeks too up in, in <laughs> Texas. Um, yeah. no, I, I, I think there's still some people more deserving than, uh, one, uh, I've already forgotten to be so irrelevant. <laughs> Jay Day, Jason man. day. Yeah. He was on my fantasy team too. I thought it was going to be a bigger comeback. It wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> it okay for you though. Um, you could say one Keegan Bradley, bit of a comeback year. His floor, what he wasn't as downtrodden as the other guys, but he, he also won twice this year and kind of got snubbed from the Ryder cup team a little bit. Um, but you know, he had a comeback year and then I would be remiss not to mention Dave's favorite golfer. Ricky had quite a year. Didn't he Dave? You're remiss. So he's not your nominee. Yeah. I'm sorry. No. Who, who that's what? my nominee. So I'll go into Easily Rick my nominee. and kind of nominate or give. Okay. Some, you know, so I, for comeback player of the year, I had one Ricky Fowler. Um, he got one win this year at the rocket mortgage mortgage. Um, his strokes gained in 2022 was dead. Even 0.00 this year in 2023, he was plus 1.59. So a stroke and a half more than the year prior throughout the year. Um, he made an amazing run, um, in the U S open shot the course record on round one. Um, he got a T five at the U S open and, uh, played tremendously well all year. Um, I think we saw his name in many, you know, many tournaments throughout the year that he was, you know, at least making a play up the leaderboard to where he was, you know, being shown on coverage and his name was in the mix and he had a, you know, several top tens. And, I, I was, I was very happy with the way Rick played this year. It was a great step in the right direction and goddamn it, it, it you know it was it was needed and i'm glad he's he, he's uh playing well yeah i easily had that as as my resurgence of the year like not even not even a question i mean that that's the only name that came to mind as as the as the clear option there um I might be outnumbered. I might be, but I, I don't know how you don't make the case for one Brooks Kepka as comeback player yeah. of the year. Didn't have anything going on for like two and a half years, was injured with, had a knee problem, was basically resigned himself to never play, you know, competitive golf again. He wasn't sure if he had it, went to live for the cash grab, comes back, wins the PG, wins the PGA in pretty defining fashion, nearly wins the Masters, gets snatched out of his hands by Rom and, you know, Kind of a little bit of a choke job there, but wins twice on his expedition ex, exhibition tour. Like he, he looked like the Brooks of old there for a little bit. I mean, he went and got the job done with one of the big four. I don't. I I, I think it's hard to make a case for it not being Brooks. Like he was in the fucking mix. He was scary Brooks for the first two days of the Masters. Like I was like, oh fuck, is he winning two more this season? God damn. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good case. Uh, I think. I just think 
at least for Ricky's case, like he was in the weeds for a long time. Like we're talking more than, you know, it's probably a two and a half seasons where he was in the weeds. And But is the probably- rocket mortgage the thing that says like that was the comeback year for Ricky? Like he no, didn't I win a major. I, I, he won he the got, rocket mortgage. He, he got the win and he upped his strokes gained by a, a stroke and a half throughout the entire year and made a bunch of top tens. Like he had a, a solid front to back season and played well. And I think that's better than peaking, you know, one week and then playing bad golf, you know, the rest of the season or peaking a couple weeks. Look, I, I think guess. I'm, I think I'm caught in the crosshairs of two people. One person who loves Ricky of death and one person who hates Brooks. So the idea being here, we're like, I, I know I'm not going to win this argument. I, I mean, I, my, my vote is going to Brooks. No, I think it's I, a strong argument. Like I, like I, yeah, I get I, a major I get is the huge. argument. I dude, get any the one, argument. two, forty-eight meal field events, forty-eight man field events, dude. I mean, if you, you guys better start putting some weight on these things before I start hearing you guys talking about how well someone played this upcoming year with their, you know, they got Rom in the field now, and all of a sudden these things got mean a lot more. Like Brooks yeah. got two of those this year. I don't. I don't really put any weight on those. Um, Noted. Noted. Pin that shit on the podcast. I'm gonna just (laughs) trot this out week after week. Next, you know, not week after week. Hey, there is more talent heading that way, so it will start to be harder. But with that being said, as far as resurgence, I think Ricky came a lot further from the depths. I feel like Ricky was in a pretty deep, dark place for like the past three years minimum. I agree. Until, I agree. Up until this I do. season. I just don't know if he's out of the depths though, completely. Like, I think he has to get that. Like, up. I think he has to get that fucking defining win. That's like, holy shit, Ricky, you're, you're, you're better than you've ever been. Like, cause I think between never the masters and the PGA, he's never won a major. So like it, what's, what's to say him winning a tournament isn't, isn't bringing him back to life. Like, I mean, I get that it's just the rocket mortgage, but he also hasn't won a major. So, I mean, it, you know, Brooks is one four and the fact that, you know, he did that in such a short span of time. Okay. He's won five now, I guess, um, which is upsetting, but, like, you know, he had already won four and he did it in and the, the, la- the last like one. The, what, the last one he won was 2020. Wasn't it 2021? Either way. But Whatever. also, also Brooks had won like waste management and other tournaments while he was injured. Not that he wasn't injured, but like this is a lingering injury that he clearly was able to play good golf sometimes under. And Ricky was just in the fucking depths of hell for like two years. And Brooks was having longer Brooks was having glimmers of like good golf here and there. And then like, he also won on live the year prior. Um, So like Ricky wasn't seeing any anything like that it was like hey i hope i make the cut this week hey i hope i can make it into major championship fields he wasn't even in the masters this year like the guy deserves this award and that's my opinion (laughs) (laughs) i i mean i definitely side with 
All right, like, you're going to have to re-say whatever you just said. You were, your mic wasn't working for the entire sentence. Okay, sorry. No, I definitely <laughs> would say I'm going to have to go with Dave here. Like, I do have a strong disliking of Brooks. I do think it's um, interesting for him to come back and win a major and damn near win another one. Like, um, I, I hate that he did it. Uh, but I, I do think that Ricky's full season was a stronger comeback, especially with how good it's been for him for the past three or four years that Brooks kind of has played well enough over the past couple years that it's not like where the hell is Brooks. Yeah. It was kind of like where the hell is Brooks in majors, but that's also really the only thing that he gave a shit about. So, like, yeah, he had, like, a two-year slump in not doing great or showing up great in majors. But then he, you know, came right back and was like, here I am, bitch. But he still played good golf elsewhere. And Ricky right. didn't I've, have I've, any I've of heard, that. I've heard, I've heard y'all's case. It's fine. We can give it on. We can give it to old Richard Flowers. Um, Moving put on. One, put another win up in the books for Rick this year. <laughs> Um, best shot of the year. It's important the shot has considerable oh, impact. You skipped over uh the ghosted award, Forgotten Man. Uh, we'll do that one next. Okay. Um, yeah, best shot of the year. It's important the shot has considerable impact. Um, I'm gonna start with one that didn't have considerable impact, didn't affect, and didn't even lead to the guy winning the tournament. But just, I want to give a shout out to my boy who probably won't show up on this 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 award ceremony for any other reason than just this one. Rory's drive on 18 at ACC was pretty dope. <laughs> I uh, have a, I have another one from Rory that didn't isn't the winner, but it was runner up for me, so I'll say it later. But yeah. Yeah, Rory's drive at number 18 at ACC on match play that was just crazy. <laughs> That drive was gnarly. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, Blocky's ace at the PGA. Like, I mean, come on. Like, shot of the might, year. Might as well Chalk it up. some more run. Yeah, for sure, dude. What shot, like, made a bigger impact in someone's career than that one? I, I don't think there is one. I mean, one. If, if that was the award, then no. Uh, that that definitely is the winner. I know. It's award. not the award. Because <laughs> yeah. the award's shot of the year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it's a... It was making an impact that was the biggest impact of maybe anybody's golf shot. Biggest impact career. for themselves, without question. Yeah, for the for themselves, I mean, I later on in the year he's playing golf with DJ Khaled. I mean, come on, tell me that's not a come up. Like, uh, I, I mean, mean he's got a raising cane to, sponsorship, dude. You got free himself. chicken, son. Yeah, I mean, good, good, good for him. Um, Dave, you have a you have a runner up shot. I actually have three shots for this, but uh, give it a send them out, dude. This is my favorite award that I could, could not think of anything. <laughs> Another thing why, like, I feel like this year didn't punch. I couldn't remember anything. So, my number one nominee, which I gave it to, was a guy we were talking about just earlier. Is Brooks Kepka on the seventy first hole at the PGA Championship, stuffing it after. Javi flubbed his bunker shot and then Brooks kind of just hit his shot, 
you know, I think he stuffed it to like 10 feet, 15 feet or something. And then that was kind of just like the, I think of that one too, for some reason, it's not like a crazy remarkable shot, but it does feel like that's like the point where like it took all the air out of the balloon. Yeah. It was the authority behind it. And it was Brooks after the masters run PGA championship, just kind of putting his foot down and being like, I'm fucking back. And just one of the most like grown up shots like that. Like it wasn't like, and he made this is a crazy flyer. I'm going to make it happen. Like I I got like, I got to thread this needle. It's like, it's not like, you know, Phil from the pine straws. It's just like, no, like this is what a big boy would do. He's going to, I'm going to hit it to 10 feet and I'm going to make the putt. And And, I mean, that sealed the deal for his fifth major, his third PGA championship. And yeah, to me, that was the best shot of the year. Like it was like the most deflating one to watch for me. Yeah, I mean, it sucked. Um, Javi, Javi, you know, Javi did the shot he should have done in that situation. And I don't think anyone holds. I I don't think. Yeah, it it just it took the sails out. No, I said he had to he had to take like the easy like the the lateral shot out of the the sand out of the bunker like he had he had to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, I don't know what I thought you were saying, but yeah. Um, I don't know if this is one of your other nominees. I, I, I hopefully it's not, so it doesn't feel like did, it's. Am I tripping, or did Javi fucking go for it out of the bunker? I think he went for it, and then it came back into the bunker. Yes, he had. He did. Yes, yes. yes. I was like, what? Wait, I, I, I was like, I, he had me second guessing myself, but yeah, no, he didn't punch out. He fucking went for it, and that was the right call in that situation. But yeah. Anyway, uh. I maybe you'll bring this one up. I feel like you would. You so you're saying that shot from Brooks is the one like that you would you would give the award to. Yes, but I had two that came to mind as well that I think are definitely noteworthy. Um, the the first one was, uh, or not the first one, but the second one was Max Homa at the Ryder Cup when he was greenside and everyone thought over the bunker yes and everyone thought it was gonna be a birdie putt or whatever and it was actually not that and he had to get up and down for par and he fucking did it and kept the match alive and that was a fucking dope shot yeah what won the match but because of it he took the penalty drop yes 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 yes. yeah and then he hit it to you know eight feet or whatever which was the amazing shot and then he made the putt yeah, that so. was very electric, like to watch. And I remember when he was sitting there talking about it. I was just sitting there thinking, like, couldn't be in a worse place. There's no way. Well, I think everyone was surprised that he took the drop like that was 100%. yeah, 100 percent. I and me, me included. I was like, what are you doing? Like, we need everything we could get. But he had confidence in that situation. And I think that it was like it was Joe. It was Joe that said, like, no, we're taking the drop here. We're going to get up and down like we're going to we're going to make this fucking putt and keep clinch this thing because Fitzy had to make his longer like 12 or 13 footer to to push the match. And that was, you know, if there was a. Top moment for a caddy award, too, I mean, that would that would be like there for the year but we don't normally get to hear those conversations well, like we did cat, caddy moment of the year clint would be joe lacava going out there and dick swinging around on the 18th green <laughs> that's I mean, true that is true that's definitely the caddy moment of the year it made the most noise 
I mean, in the previous year was Hideki's caddy, you know, bowing on the green. Maybe we add caddy moment of the year. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I think that was a, de- a decent shot as well, Dave. I think it lacks the uh, considerable impact because it didn't really affect the outcome of the Ryder Cup in any way, but yeah. it did raise our estimation of Max. Like, it, you know, Max is the boy. Uh, but as far as, yeah, that's, you know, one of the reasons it didn't make it for me as the winner, but it, it did have impact on the Ryder Cup for the Americans and momentum and stuff like in that moment, that was a massive shot. So I, I thought it was it was one of the ones that came to mind. And the third one was I don't exactly remember the context, but I remember the shot vividly. And it's Rory at the Scottish. I don't know if it was the 72nd yeah, hole. Pro- or yeah, approach on 18 hole. last round it was the a fucking, two iron the flight into iron into the wind yeah yeah that's a solid one i i, I thought about that one because he also won the tournament but like it's the scottish like i, th- I, I think it you was know, it's just cool. a dope fucking shot yeah it was one of the coolest shots i i saw this year too it's a it's a solid one but i look guys i think you got i mean clint you got any nominees man See, I don't have the I don't have the freaking Rolodex that you guys keep in your mind of these like kid you could you could go back and and tell every golf shot you had in a round. I can't do that from the whole prior. So like I'm not I'm not great for this. Well, one. I have like, 70 shots in a round I have to remember. You have 170 shots in a round you have uh, to remember. Well, so too too shade of that. But but with that being said, um, I have trouble remembering my own golf shots sometimes from the hole that I'm on. So much less like everybody's from the year. Like I don't remember one impacting me so heavily. I do remember that specific scenario with Max Homa. That's why that's really the only one that I can like comment on. There may be when it, when you say yours, maybe I'll be able to comment on it too. But yeah, I I think I have. I think you guys are wrong. Roar- his was Rory. On no, that the- was just one I had I threw out oh. there as like, no, I think I have the right answer to this. I think I have the one that deserves the award. Okay. I, I believe the best shot of the year was Wyndham Clark's approach shot on 14 at LACC with his three wood into the par five through the small little neck of the par five green that Rory put into the bunker on the same hole. Was that and that's 17? the reason he pulled away. Fourteen, 17? no, it was no, definitely fourteen. Four. I actually the par five before the short par three. Well. Yeah, I mean that literally never came to my mind, and I guess for me, I just went off of shots that came to mind, and I thought were the most impactful. But yeah, I mean, I think that that's a great shot. It's either that or it's the power queef off of eighteen T that somehow found the fairway that sliced seventy five yards. I think in my defense for the Brook shot, like. Yeah, Wyndham Clark, that was, what do you say, round three? No, it was the final round. Okay. That was a whole 14 of the final round. That's what, It that's was the, the two-shot swing that got him away from Rory to create separation. Was, that was the, like, Rory bunker kind of controversy hole. Yep. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, for, for, for my Brooks take, uh, I think, you know, I kind of made it, but it was just the solidifying of the major before and Brooks being back and just kind of sealing the deal in just true, you know, making this look easy. And I've been here before and this is what I do kind of fashion. Um, 
and it, it you know it, it wasn't the 72nd hole but it was a essentially you know a match play situation between him and hovland and uh that i kind of ended it everyone knew what what the outcome was going to be after that moment and yeah uh clint you're gonna have to be the decider on this one i i could a little bit more weight to put a little bit more weight on kids um you know for that to be I, I think a couple things make that one a heavier situation like playing somebody like Rory who has just got a record that sits far 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 above Javi and you know maybe Javi will be that guy in the future who knows but right now he's not um and and for that to be, you know, go on to be his first major, um, maybe his only major ever, you know. Um, I think that that would likely make it a higher gravity situation. Yeah, but it wasn't the stamp the of year. It wasn't the stamp of approval. It wasn't the verdict of the round. There was more golf to be played, and I it think was up it, in the well, air. I think it could be said that it was the stamp of approval that, that took the wind out of Rory's sails and – kind of put him on a downward trajectory and that put him on an upward trajectory yeah, where he just were wasn't you sure, taking were his you foot sure, off the gas. Were you sure he had the tournament at that point? No, you weren't. No, no I think to I your think point, Dave, like Rory was bad. Rory kept battling and he, he kept it interesting coming down the line. There were still chances. Um, I think it was, if you, if you had to go back through the round, you had to pick a defining shot that won him the tournament. It, it's that one. I would actually push back though, to say, Dave, it's not that, yes, I think Brooks's shot was defined that he won it, but not because his shot was so incredible. It was because Javi collapsed at the exact same moment and he couldn't bounce back from it versus Rory had the time to bounce back a little bit. So it was like, it's not because Brooks's shot was so great. It was because Javi collapsed in the same moment. And then the difference too, I think I would also add is that Wyndham's shot was significantly more difficult to do and for it to like how it played out. Like it, it was, it's a much harder shot to do and the risk was much higher. Yeah. And I mean, with Brooks's, it's like, how many 10 foot putts has Brooks made in his career? Yes, that was a defining one and, a, and an important one at the time, but I don't think well, that I'm it not was even, the I best wasn't shot even of the, saying, you know. I wasn't even saying the putt because it's one shot. But the shot was only good because he made the putt. Yeah, I, I get it. I, uh, I, I understand the argument, and it sounds like we're going that way. Um, yeah, I mean, I get why you I guess Wyndham Clark it, gets but... the best shot of the year, you know? I, mean, I never he thought just, we'd be talking about Wyndham Clark at all, but you know, here we are. I mean, he won he won a major, he won the Wells Fargo, he ascended to a, a tier he's never been before. I don't like the guy, but I mean he deserves some people talking about him. Yeah, he, that's he, fine. I I uh I think that's fine, you know. I I yeah, I just wanted to make the case I mean we can give it to Blocky's ace if we want to have a runoff. <laughs> <laughs> if we're giving right. it to aces, I the boy Rick had a beautiful ace. <laughs> um did he hit with a seven iron? I think it was like a two oh 
As much as I appreciate the Rick, five shot, Rick shouting anyway. out, but yeah, we should get on it because we're not too far through. I mean, maybe yeah, close to halfway, got... but kid, d- did you have a ghosted award? Cause he skipped over that. Uh, if not, give I me your nominees. Him. I'll think of somebody. So the ghosted award, the forgotten man, good or bad has, who has become completely irrelevant out of the discourse that no one would have expected. My nominee was Cam Smith going from the talk of the town after winning the U or after winning the open championship to essentially hearing nothing about him um, all year. Um, so that was my nominee uh, for the forgotten. Did he man. win this year on the whatever tour? I don't think so. He might have, but to me that what that was the guy that he did. Uh, he won the Centurion Championship in London, England, July seventh and ninth, and then also followed up with a win two events later at the Trump National Golf Club at Bedminster. Bedminster. He won twice in that tour, and nobody <laughs> fucking knows about it, which is a testament well, to how fucking worthless of a tour that is. I don't know if we can say no one, but I definitely don't know about it. And I feel like if there's anyone that's kind of like on the live side in our you know podcast it's kind of me god so, I've, I've gotten two great nuggets for why like <laughs> i don't want to hear shit from people in 2024. no you can't take like i think it's yeah we don't have to go into it we can do that at a different time yeah as that's gonna have fucking to be, golf fantasy goes a, that's gonna be a conversation for another day but it is <sighs> there's too many people going that it's not becoming relevant. Too many yes. people. It's one person. One person went over there. Yes, he's he he's arguably the best player on the planet. So says Dave's, and but it's it's one person that went over there. It's not like half the tour went over there. Uh, you know this uh, off season. They have uh, half uh, of uh, the major championship winners since 2015, and they have two of the last year's major championship winners. <laughs> Somebody said, yeah, and one of those was Cam Smith, and we just talked no, about how he Brooks, is the f- Brooks and fucking John Rom, Masters in the PGA, not Cam Smith. You can put him in for the year prior, which is another argument to the fucking art, you know, thing. And right, then completely irrelevant. All right, we're gonna move on from this, but that's a conversation for another day. We'll 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 we'll, we'll see how uh, we'll see how things pan out. All right. Um, next award, so, I think so it was give it a kid. Cam, I don't, I don't, Cam Smith got it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, let's all right, Clint. Do you have anyone? I give me, give me two seconds. I'll see if I can find I, uh, I mean, it's hard I to really think of a ghost award because I, I can't think of one because he's so irrelevant. Well, yeah, you, I also came up with the awards. You I know, I forgot about I it because it, it's a forgetful award. <laughs> a lot of the people that went to live ghosted themselves. Like they put themselves into this category just by going there, you know, um, like it, it takes them out of relevance unless they happen, happen to do something at a major, if they're still invited, you know, like it just, I guess it, it, you could say the same thing about multiple people that are over there possibly, but camp Smith, um, I loved, I still think he's a great golfer. I wish that, you know, he wouldn't have made the move, I mean, but I get it. I had, and, a, and I, he's easily one. I had a second in this to. category too. I, I mean, the, <laughs> and it, weirdly it enough, 
it but weirdly enough, lived. weirdly enough, the only person that comes to mind that doesn't fall within the live category of like irrelevancy. And I, I feel bad about saying it. And he doesn't really have that say high the of, same guy as me. That'll be so crazy. I mean, maybe I don't think so, though. I'm going to say one Sung Jae-im. <laughs> the panda, dude, it is. He's we didn't talk about him all year. We didn't. We unfortunately did not. Talk. But I, that's just because he was out of my wolf pack, and I always just brought him up in conversation, even no, though he I wasn't mean, in the I, mix. I talked about Sanjay. I like Sanjay. I he, this is a a lot of the reason I didn't put him up for the award because I like Sanjay, and I didn't want to do that. And yeah, it's tough. He's is, he he's he 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 got the ghosts. He, I had a feeling that, contention for ghosted award because he's just I, gone off into the you know, the the. The mist, the I Korean rainforest mist. Say it. It's so crazy. <laughs> it's okay. the Rolodex of PGA Tour players that it could have been. And you, yeah. I guess because we have that, high hopes that, for that, Panda. I also think that shows that he might have been that guy if you thought of him and he was my second guy up. I mean, I don't have a problem with giving it to him. It, it's honestly a compliment because you expect such high things out of them. Either way, Sung Jay or Cam Smith, we don't have to, you know, linger too long in that. I mean, Panda, Kangaroo, which one are we going with? Clint, you're the decider. I mean, Cam Smith won twice on that fucking tour. Yeah, that shit, that I, I worthless would, tour. That fucking worthless tour. I would, I would say Panda, um, because I don't, I didn't think about him all year, and I, I like him as well. I mean, I, I've never. You know, I'm I don't talk about him as much as especially kid, but uh, I mean, I I would probably say him because, like you said, he, even though currently we're not putting a whole lot of relevance on it, he did have a couple victories in there. So, well, I'm excited for this next category. If I'm pretty sure kid is going to, um, but yeah, I mean, you can take it away, dude. Honestly, like uh, so I, the... I, I I was extremely disappointed in standard events this year, man. Like very disappointed. So the next one up is standard event of the year. Uh, this is not including majors or Ryder Cup. So just your standard event of the year. Very straightforward. Um, for me, it was the Dell match play. Um, love this event. Super bummed to see it go. Um, it's the one time of the year that we get match play aside from a Ryder cup year. And, uh, it was a great, a great tournament to end on. Um, we had an awesome final four people, Sam Burns, uh, Cam Young, Rory McIlroy and Scotty Scheffler who had won the year before, I think two years in a row. Um, so it was, uh, you know, if you're asking for four people to be finishing a, you know, a match play event, especially, you know, coming off the year prior, it's early in the year. Um, these four are a great four to have. And, uh, you know, me and kid were there on the final day. Um, I was there in person. So I think that, you know, kind of is some of the reason, but, uh, yeah, Sam Burns ended up winning. Uh, I definitely didn't think he was going to, I had uh cam young in my fantasy team. So I was kind of rooting for him after the final two, uh, he was going up against Rory on the semifinals, and we got to watch that match. Um, so it, it was cool. I, I love that tournament. I'm bummed to see it go. And that was uh, my standard event of the year. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll just throw out some ones that I thought were good. Um, 
are good enough. I think this was a lackluster year for staring events. I don't know if it has to do with the fractured nature of the tours now, or if it just wasn't the drama that I was expecting, but the events that usually bring the juice didn't really bring the juice too much this year. Um, you know, Riv and Homa going out at uh, Rom and Homa at Riv going at it was pretty good. Uh, Rom won just from fucking crazy luck, though, which was kind of crazy. Like so many good breaks from him that event. Um, Hovland, you know, getting his deal, you know, his win at the Memorial, beating out uh, McCarthy in a playoff was pretty good. I had match play as well, Dave, between Rory, Cam Young, and Sam Burns. That was a, a spectacle. I think the heritage was decent with Fitzy and Spieth going into a playoff. Um, not the result that I think we on this podcast wanted, but between Fitzy ended up on the fucking seawall turnstile, whatever <laughs> turnstile. Whatever Listen, that, it was nice to see Fitzy get a PGA tour win after his major, you know, just to kind of solidify that he can do it on the tour as well. Yeah. Um, and then the last one I had on here was the Scottish Open, which Dave alluded to with Rory's shot between Rory and uh big shot Bob battling out in high winds. Oh, that was a good event. I only have a I don't really have a favorite. I I, I do kind of want to give flowers to the match play just because it's now gone. Um, which is a bummer because it was a great thing to throw into the uh into the schedule and it was a good format shift up. And I know that we're biased, but I know a lot of people also like the event and you know I thought it brought a lot of drama that year. A- it was at it. It was at a perfect course for match play. That was kind of the icing on the cake for that event. Like, by all means, ACC would be horrible for a stroke play event, but the holes are quirky enough, and it you know makes people think enough to where it's an awesome match play course. And it doesn't really matter what they score in the hole. You just want them to do better against the person they're playing, or you want them to do worse than the guy you're rooting for. So. Yeah, it's a it's a massive bummer. I'm really upset that it's gone. Um, but yeah, to, I I think it's a runaway as far as fucking standard events go, in my opinion. Clint, you got any nominees, or should we keep this baby breezing through so we can get you let's, out of here? Let's keep her. Let's keep her breezing. But I I so I I actually wish there were more match play events just in general. So the fact that that one's leaving Make the PGA match play, let's go. <laughs> no. But, yeah. Um, I would, I would have to just hop on that train with you guys. All right. We'll keep it moving. Uh, this is major event of the year, not including the Ryder cup. What was the best major this year, boys? You know, we've got the Masters with the crazy weather and Brooks choke and Rama ascending. Uh, the PGA Championship, Brooke comes back with a vengeance. Empire strikes back and gets that done against Javi and uh, fucking Corey Connors collapse in the last day. US Open, Ricky, Wyndham, Rory battling out in LA. And then the Open Championship, I, I guess, you know, it's St. George's Harmon winning. Great, great putting, great fucking up and down oh. skills. <laughs> um what are you guys nominating um i nominated the masters um rom winning brooks back in contention phil coming out of nowhere with a t second <laughs> uh that was the major of the year for me um seeing rom win get another major under his belt as a as a rom guy um that was awesome to see um just kinda... I just hated watching it with like the weather delays and the fucking yeah, yeah just like how it's up and go. I... Granted, there was drama. I mean, a, a tree got fucking just they just started falling 
and almost killing people. That was crazy. Yeah, but, I just think really big tree too. At least for me, when I was looking thinking back on the year like what major did i enjoy the most and had me engaged on the tv and watching and it, it it was the masters like seeing brooks back in contention you're like oh my god especially after the first that's few crazy days. for me to hear considering that we had ricky in the mix for four straight rounds at lacc for the u.s open yeah yeah i i definitely from a watch standpoint I was more invested in in the U.S. Open than any other one, um, but like I would say, somewhat heavily. the The weather really did kill the vibe for the Masters for me, and I think that they also made like some possible bad decisions on when to stop and start and different stuff like that. People just kind of got like uh, either a very helpful or, or a hurtful hand in that tournament, and it was yeah. just unfortunate with the weather. That's, you know, such as golf, but I mean, it was, it, it made it less enticing as a viewer. I think overall, I, I would have to go, um, with LACC on, on this one personally, but I did like seeing Rom, uh, beat Brooks. That's, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah. To add a little context, like undoubtedly if Rick would have won that, of course it would have been the winner for me, but the fact that he didn't and he let it go away the way it was, I think kind of just makes me not really want to think about it. Look as someone whose favorite golfer also didn't win that tournament and was painfully close. I don't want to vote for that one either, but I think it was the the best entertainment value major of the year. Um, I don't like the result of it, but I think as far as one that's gonna stay with my memory for the longest time, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be that one. And that's crazy I mean, to say considering Bill, Brooks Bill won a coming fifth out one. of nowhere at in the Masters isn't gonna make you think about that because that played a, bu- a bunch to me, especially watching on Sunday. It's like is Phil actually going to fucking win this with all the fucking live shit going on, and he's just gonna come out and win the Masters? Like I don't know. What do you got? Did he go seven under that day? Yeah, I think he. Yeah, I mean that was a, it. Was an impressive Sunday round from him. There's no doubt about it. But yeah, I mean sure. it was. But it, we 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 always we see that somebody thinking. on Sunday always goes close and just sniffs the top but never gets it. Rory but did it, the previous year getting second. Like it, was it just always Phil. happens. Out of all the people, it was Phil, and we at least I thought it was like okay, it's going to be Rom and Brooks. It's going to be a shootout, and we're going to watch this. And then Phil comes out of fucking left field, and it was just, I don't know. As Like I said, as far as engagement goes and all that, uh, yeah, I thought that that was that was me. It's going to be a no I, I for me, it. dog. Yeah, that's fine. LACC gets it. Um. All right. Possibly the biggest award of the night. It's the one that people wait for. It's, it's not the best picture, but it is the best actor award in a leading role. It's the player of the year award, the greatest performing player across the entirety of the year in the golf world. Um, I'm going to quickly throw out uh, a couple of nominees that shouldn't win this thing, but just give them their flowers. We've talked about them on the podcast already, but thank Victor Hovland, Wyndham Clark, you know, you're not going to get this Oscar, but like for sure, like you got to have your face up on the big, the jumbo screen with the other big boys for a little bit. Um, I, I think at the end of the day, there's three names that are in true contention for this. And, uh, 
I, I to me, it's John Rom, Brooks Kepka, and Scotty Scheffler are the three names you could really talk about whether or not they would get this award. Um, I think the argument for Rom is that he won three or four times, one of them being a major. Um, the only difference is that Rom didn't really he wasn't really relevant in any of the other majors. Can I can I make Rom's argument? Because I sure. Rom is the guy I picked for this. Um, John Rom led the PGA Tour with four wins this year, two of which were signature events, the Century and the Genesis. Um, he won one major, the Masters Championship. Um, he made 18 out of 20 cuts and finished 10 times in the top 10 this year. Um, he was third in scoring average with 69.03. And uh, I think John Rom is the clear answer to this question. Um, and I don't, I don't think there's really any debate in my opinion about it. Um, I think the thing that it depends on how you weight majors, I think, which is the fair thing is that like, I, I I'm completely comfortable with giving it to Rom. I think he, he had, uh, a stellar year and anyone who wins four times with them being a mate, like being a major, like deserves a player of the year award award. Like if it's not someone clearly like going to somebody else. I don't think anyone is clearly better than that. Um, I do think we do need to acknowledge um, how incredibly good of a season Scotty Scheffler had in regards to no one performs at a higher level week in and week out as Scotty Scheffler. If you took all of their finishes across the season and took an average of them, like no one would be even close to him in terms of the 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 average low position finishing. Like it wouldn't even be close. Um, and what, and but he won he won I mean, three times and not four, and he didn't win a major. And I think that's like the glaring points that you have to come, you know, that make like, it. I, I mean, I, I don't need to sound like a broken record. I'm saying I don't have a problem with giving it to Rom, but I wouldn't. I I would be remiss as to not give. Yeah, acknowledgement to an incredible season, you know, for for Sky Scheffler in the sense that like that to me, like that's more impressive golf to do for for that for that long. Um, in the same way that like I don't like Colin Morikawa's career is crazy, but like it's just like, dude, you got insanely like lucky to like get to this point with your career. But it's kind of um, going against your argument because Colin Morikawa is a you know data golf ball striking strokes game golfer, and that's kind of the argument you're making for Scotty this year. No, but I'm saying is that like Colin Morikawa squeezed every juice out of his performances up into that point, like to him knock off his his wins and his majors, like with what his performances were, like he. He had way more majors than someone in a strokes game would have gotten to that point. And I'm saying like Rom squeezed every fucking juice out of his year that he could have term- in terms of wins. I think he could like I-, I think his performance in terms of average across the board I mean, if probably wouldn't have met at, someone that many. If you look back at his wins per year in his career, it's generally two to four wins a year. So I don't think it's that crazy that he got four wins, one of them being a major that he did, you know, the year, two years prior. So I don't think it's that crazy being saying that you got everything out of the juice. If anything, there was more to be squeezed because you've written home about how he fucking fell off after the masters. And if he would have been playing the same golf, it could have been a fucking 
five, six win season and maybe two majors. I think that's but, the, but I the think same that point the other way is like your point. Yeah, that's why I'm I, saying it's like if he, he you just he said he fell off <laughs> like the idea of no, like I was sustained that was the excellence. Point. I, I didn't say that. I was saying that's the point you've made in prior podcasts that you said he was falling off because we were talking about after the open championship uh, about people's seasons and me and Ryan were talking about ROMs and you're like, well, I don't know. He fell off after the, the Masters. And I was making the same point I'm making now that he had won four times this year, one of them being a major, like the exact That's same. That's what I'm saying. Hard. I'm saying consistency throughout the year should be something that people also acknowledge as a benefit and a positive that you sustained excellence throughout the entire of the year. And you didn't just like come in and flash point, and play amazing. The point I made is that it, he didn't play that bad the rest of the year. You just have such high standards for what Rom is capable of that he, I think he had a, a miscut and a 54 or whatever was the worst thing that he did. And the rest were perfectly fine finishes. And that's just off the dome trying to remember. I think it was like one miscut after the masters and like a 54th or like maybe in the sixties. I mean, I, I see a few T 37s and a T 50 and a miscut, but like, yeah, a great season, like in, in regards to like, you wouldn't be in this award if you weren't. And then like one of, one of Scotty's wins is a player's like it, it. It's a hard fucking event to win. We just don't give it the major designation, which should be acknowledged too. Like there's that's a big fucking on, win. There's all, it is a big win, but there's also guys on live that would be in that tournament that are really good that aren't in it anymore. So there's a lot of guys that, can't get into the masters because it's 90 feet, like a 90 person field. And it's a fucking sh like that. That's it's hard to win a but players. They, and it is a but masters. they had, they had the best players from live in that field. They have the best players in the masters. Like I get the, the, the argument for you they know, Brian field. Harmon and Wyndham Clark won majors this year. Like there's something to be said about having a full 156 man field or 160 man field. I'm not like, saying there is, there's a lot of guys that aren't the masters that could have won the masters. So, I mean, you're you're making a hard point for Scotty. Like you you said, you no, I'm no just not. I'm not ready to dismiss someone so quickly as if it was just clear and above Rom, no matter what. Like, I, I think everything that people talk about and if it's Tiger, if it's whoever, if it's Jack, it's fucking majors. And generally people who win this event win a major that year. Well, then let's go with the guy who had better major performances throughout the year, which was Brooks Kepka over John Rom this year in majors, Dave. I'm just adding to the the Scotty argument. I you just can't you can't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Either majors are the only thing that matter, or it's multiple things. And like so I think you can you make pick? the case that who's your pick? I pick then? Rom, but I just don't okay, think it's that clear cut. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. <clears throat> I mean, I. Clint, I would Clint, have a, Clint's pulling. Clint's a, pulling for Wyndham Clark. <laughs> I would he he got a PJ Tour win. He got he got the LACC win. Hey, he did have to beat out um, your boy for that. I mean, no, I definitely no. I would I would put up a stronger battle for Scotty. Um, you know, if it were me on this on this conversation. Um, I mean, I. I'm not trying to discount Rom in any way, shape or form on that whole situation, but um, the consistency throughout the year was 
wild to me. Like I've every single tournament, it seems like you're just like, oh well, Scotty. Scotty had ten five. more That's points weird. than Scotty had ten more points than Ramen Fantasy. I'll also, in y'all's defense, I just looked back because I thought it might be in my defense for what Ryan picked for this thing, and it was Chef. So I think you're all wrong. <laughs> I told you I'm picking Rom, you dipshit. I'm just trying oh, to true. give a fair true. argument true. for Scotty. True. So it's split in half. And also, Rom won a Ryder Cup this year, and Scotty did not. And he played damn good at the Ryder Cup. He didn't play the yeah. best in that team. Victor yeah, and Rory carried that team. Yeah, I, he didn't have like a crazy amount of relevance. Yeah, it's um, some substantial putts and shots in that Ryder Cup. All right, let's move on. Popcorn moment of the year. The most drama-filled moment of the year that made you want to grab the popcorn. I think I think there's really one. There's there's one answer to this in my mind. And it's fucking Hatgate. It's fucking Hatgate. It's the fucking scene on 18. It's the Ryder Cup drama. It led to a parking lot feud. It that, that is the drama of the year that has to do with golf, not the politics around golf. Um, uh, mine is not that. Um, it's a bit of a biased one, but uh, mine is Ricky Fowler on the 17th hole of round one <laughs> at the U.S. Open, leading the championship at minus seven, blowing his drive right into the fucking shit. Um, into the into a spot that seemed like it was fucking impossible. There was a bridge left, a tree to his right, hanging low. Um, Why wouldn't you put this in shot of the year? Like, what what is this doing in drama filled moment of the year? Because there was <laughs> I, no substance. People made like songs about Hatgate. <laughs> uh, anyways, I'll go back into what I was saying. Um, he ended up hitting a great recovery shot, saving his round. Uh, it had me on the edge of my fucking seat. I, I'm obviously very invested into Ricky and he was playing great first round of the U S open. You want to see him come home with a great round. He ended up shooting the U S open record for eight under. And I think a lot of that, a lot of that had to do with that shot and that recovery hit there. And, uh, it was my fucking phone screensaver for a while. I mean, fuck, I, uh, I, that was, that was the popcorn moment of the year for me. You'll have to be the decider. Unless you have one, you'll have to be the the, the decider. I mean, if we're talking about, yeah, I, Dave, I will, I think that I'm with Kid that it probably should have been in on the shot of the year side of things, but it was, it but, was great TV. For a, shot was, of the, for a shot of the year, it was like the substance of what the shot meant. And this yeah, is I'm round like, one. Well, it like, was a record breaking round. I mean, like, then no, tell, tell me how it's so drama filled, Dave. So yeah. it, the the question was preference like your prop your popcorn moment of the year and for me the way I took that question is like everyone's going to have their popcorn moment of the year that got them on the edge of the seat and all that, right well, fine for me it, it, for, if it's individuals like Dave's popcorn moment of the year is that I not really how I, I intended this I award get, to go I get it Dave <laughs> I he took he took the question differently than than I think you meant it kid I mean I'm I'm gonna have to agree with you on this um 
the, I already forgot just, what kids said for the popcorn moment. Hatgate, Hat the Gate. 18th oh, Green, yeah. Lacava, Rory, like the 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 that whole shit, the the parking lot feud afterward. People were talking about it for fucking days, and then people made songs about it during the Listen, Ryder Cup. I was talking I about do it think for that... days on Ricky Shot. I was like, "Did you see that shit, dude?" <laughs> I kid, I agree. I think that was the the, but I also think that Rory made far far too big of a deal about that. I don't think he was anywhere close to being around his line or anything. I mean, like, did he did he kind of you know, stay out there a little bit longer than he probably should have. Yeah. When they still had a shot left, I, you know, I get it, but I think he was a little bit of a bitch about that. Honestly. Yeah. We're, we're almost, we're almost done with this shit. We got a couple more questions. Um, I mean, we just got like, we got, we got one or two. Um, we got two. Well, we'll yeah, we'll make these ones quick. Um, seminal moment of the year. Uh, non you know, positive non-golf shot moment that will last with golf at large slash you the longest from this year. Uh, mine, uh, I feel like kid might do the same one just because of a hunch, but, uh, mine is Victor Hovland going and caddying for his friend the day after winning the Memorial, um, just shows the kind of guy that Victor, Victor is. And dude, if there's a feel good moment of the year, it's fucking that one. That that's so fucking good man it's so good yeah i mean he's the man like that is a dope thing to do like you literally just won one of the biggest events on the pga tour and you're just like oh you need you need a fucking uh looper i'm down my man i got you that that's the one i want to remember that's the one that i want to like have the be so the thing i think of in that the wasn't year. the one you had i thought that might be the one i I think I might be cheating a little bit because I think you could take this as a positive or a negative or like a chaotic neutral thing. I, I just sort of had, and maybe it's just better as like the defining moment of the year, but I really think like the definitive agreement that came out, like around the PJ tour, potentially getting into partnership with the PIF, like was like possibly the seminal moment of the year. Like it changed the course of everything. It was the domino that caused a bunch of other things to fall. It's why we're in the mess today with Rom possibly, you know, not possibly is going to live. Uh, I'll just say real quick. That was my answer for the next question. So your favorite professional golf moment. No, (laughs) For me, it was lasting moment of the year for you. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's fine. Sorry, I yeah, I have a lasting moment of the, of the year for me, uh, different. But yeah, I think that's a massive, a massive thing. Uh, I took, I definitely didn't take it as like that question as that type of thing. It was like kind of, you know, a golfer doing something that lasted for you that wasn't a golf. I think that's fair. Player. Like I, I'm, I'm actually totally down with giving that to hobby caddying for his buddy because that 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 that, that, was that cool. one's dope um, i'm, I'm, I'm Finau, about that Finau in terms of seminal moment too um Finau did that with his kid too after after he won was that last yeah. year or was that the year before i i I, I think Finau did it the did the same way but with his kids so that was like maybe even a little bit more touching especially like after watching the netflix show and and seeing how much time and effort he now puts into his family like um i think it it just goes to show like that he's even relevant on the tour is is kind of crazy because he puts so much 
investment into his family. Um, so, I mean, I would, I would maybe say him doing it with his kid was, was very cool as well. But the, I, as far as feel good, yeah. Javi, it just goes to show like he's every bit of the guy that you love out on the course, you know? Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm about it. <laughs> All right. Last one. Lasting moment of the year for you. There's no winner of this. He's like, what was the lasting moment of the year for you? Yeah, I mean, I can go real quick. Obviously, I touched on it a second ago, but it's the June 6th CNBC interview uh, of the deal between the PGA Tour and PIF. Um, for me, it was uh, a massive shock um, considering everything going up, leading up to that with kind of the perspectives of each each side so it was a very big shock um and i and to me it just showed uh how unfit jay monahan is to be leading this fucking organization um but yeah i don't want to like it like i said we want to end on a good note been an awesome season b minus i mean there's gonna be good stuff i mean we have our our own our own version of this i have a more positive one answer for this one so it's good i'm going first um but yeah uh that was uh the lasting moment um for me for sure for this year Flint, what's your lasting moment of the year all right i'm uh, wyndham clark i mean i'm just whoa (laughs) i'm kidding kid like it's not wyndham clark (laughs) it's not it's not i i think that (laughs) he he pivoted it (laughs) (laughs) no i actually am kind of right there with them just like lasting moment that just caused like a whirlwind of thought and emotions and all the things like with especially just hearing jay monahan's bitch ass backpedaling and i i don't know it just it was actually a little bit upsetting um just because it it just makes you think that just like everything, it all comes down to money, you know, and, and everything's based around politics and money. And it was just like a, a little bit. Um, I think as it, it stuck with me more than anything else this year. That's for sure. I think it was a nail um, nail in the coffin for Jerry Monahan, in my opinion, because fucking he had so many opportunities to do this exact same thing. And it wouldn't have been any near the backlash or, just the butterfly effect of what have what has happened if he would have simply taken some meetings and entertained the idea of something happening and talked to the players he's supposed to represent and be talking for and work for them and he just didn't do that and it, it just was that all of that combined into this moment. And it's just like the antithesis of him being as shitty as he is. And yeah, awful, awful guy at his job, in my opinion. And he, I think he fucked shit up for a long time. Uh, And and just for how long he hid behind the players too. Like when it came to the tough moments where he needed to own the action and lead, he he would hide behind Rory. He would trot him out being the eloquent person that he is and make Rory one of the most divisive people in golf, which should be 
people, Rory should be as adored as Javi is. The problem is he was put in a position where he had to fucking all of a sudden be at the the nexus of this fucking divisive. The problem is he was he was made to take a side and he did. And so that made a lot of people not like him. He should be like Tiger, like everyone should love him. And the fact that he and yet, took a side and, and, and yet like he's way he should be way easier to like than Tiger. Like he doesn't have the yeah. skeletons in the closet that Tiger does. He, his performance is just washed away. His history. It, it, Tiger is truly a good person. Um, Rory's truly a good person. Not that Tiger isn't a good person, but just like R- Rory. Rory is truly like, I think, pure of heart. Like and I, and I'm. I highly respect how he did take that and put it on his back. Like, I mean, he, he did not waver in that and he, he put it on his back. I mean, and maybe that he was, shouldn't have because Jay would have been removed or he would have stepped down earlier. I, I think that's at the end that's of the day, what I was going to say is I, it's almost unfortunate that he did. It's respectable that he did, but it's yeah. almost unfortunate that he did because that did give Jay a huge shield. And I think it's the only reason that he made it still sitting there and yeah it's 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 a it's a tough one um my my favorite professional golf moment of the year the the you know the the, the moment that's gonna moment. last for me what i said the lasting moment yeah the lasting moment of the year for me um you know i said in the last pod but for me it's rose zang winning her debut at liberty national you know getting that shit done saying hello world i'm here you know, invigorating for the female game. I, I'm excited to continue to watch her. She's in my wolf pack. I, you know, when you when you bring in a new wolf into your pack, that's always a, a you know a defining moment of your year. And uh, between her and Javi and and you know that it was a it was a fruitful year for my wolf pack. I was I was happy to see them do their thing, and uh, really excited to continue to watch her in the 2024. Uh, makes me excited for the women's game. And uh, yeah, that was my. That's what's gonna last with me. I I still think of the playoff at Liberty National, her hitting the hybrid in there, and just getting it done against Cup Cho, who was you know lethal that that tournament. She won the Anwa too. She did. She sure did. Yeah. In less defining fashion, that one was a little bit shaky the last round. Yeah, for her. that was kind of like Dad wanting to caddy at Augusta issues. Yeah, that that is true. But yeah, yeah, she got it fucking done. It was just cool seeing her just take all of her her the, insanely prolific college career and then showing it on the uh, massive stage at, at the course where like caddy knowledge is massive for one round. He's like, "Listen, I'm gonna step in here." <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that that's the one that hangs with me. I, you know, Clint, if you've got the time, you know, if we can, you know, spend maybe five, 10 minutes on this. I'd love to hear just thumb in the air right now. And we'll revisit when we get closer. But like, if you had to pick right now, who's winning the masters, who's winning the PGA, who's winning the U S open and who's winning the, uh, the open championship Her Majesty's, her Majesty's championship, the British open brought to you by Genesis. <laughs> wow. Um, So I could hop on this real quick. So um, British, I can give you Ryan's first. If you want, I have Ryan's, if you want Ryan's, what you can think. So Ryan has one young Hav going to the masters in April and winning the masters. Okay. 
I don't even think Javi's ever played that well at the Masters, but I mean, hopefully he fucking gets it done. He's a new, he's a new chipper. Um, he's got Rory win the PGA at Valhalla, um, at Valhalla where he's already won he's, before. I'll actually be that. there. I'm gonna be at Valhalla this year. What? At 2020? Well, not this year, 2024. But yeah, I'll be there. You got tickets and shit already? Yeah, me and a coworker. Yeah, we we're we're going. Damn. Uh, I'll be there reporting from the from the grounds. Reporting live, 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 live. <laughs> uh, he's got uh, the chef winning the U.S. Open, and he's got one Tommy Fleet winning the Open Championship over there in the U.K. Okay. Okay. Clint. Sorry, I um. I love I love the Fleetwood pick. Um, I do you I sure do you love it like because you hope for it or you think Tommy's going to win his first PGA Tour event as a, a major? major like no, 50. I don't. I don't. It would be cool. It would be cool, especially if it was, you know, if it was over there. I mean, that would be huge and and awesome. I would put Rory on that one um, before I would put. I mean, I would love that for Fleetwood. I, I say I love it just because it would be awesome. I don't think he's going to do that. <laughs> I think he'll win a regular PGA Tour event before he does that. But um, I'm going to put Rory uh, in that seat. Um, Sorry, R- Rory's winning where? Uh, the British. Okay. Okay. At Troon? Yeah, I'm putting, I'm putting him out there. I need to... I'll tell you, I didn't do my research here. Um, where are we doing? I, so mean, we got I, I don't think you even knew this question was coming. <laughs> I didn't. Um, ooh, Pinehurst for the U.S. Open, huh? Yep, Pinehurst number two. Well, all right. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm 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 a little bit uh so I'm putting Scotty Scotty's going to come in and get a get a major this year. Um I don't know at Pinehurst or at Valhalla. I think that it would be more likely I think he could take the US Open. I think he could do it. Okay, so you and you and Ryan both have got Chef taking the U.S. Open. Yeah, um, PGA Championship. I I would like to look at past winners at Valhalla, um, just to just to have an idea. Because um, I don't really have a I don't really have a solid guess there. Um, you know find it crazy have to double down this next year i know that sounds wild um but i i think he's playing good enough golf like who's he because your mic cut out when you said the name (laughs) oh yeah i think he could possibly oh chef you already see we got that double double down masters and u.s open oh so chef you got chef winning two majors next year I I I'm confident in the guy. Well, I mean as as it's easy to be. Um 
Now I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave the PGA Championship wide open. I have no. I, I don't even have a good. I would love to see Javi win something. I'd love to see him win a major. Um, Do you think he's winning at Valhalla? Let's say yes to that. <laughs> Not a bad pick, Clint. <laughs> Not a bad pick, Clint. So I got double double down, and I mean two of the names. You know they're expected but yeah all right dave do you have your your list ready um i can go kind of off the top of the head um okay the we have the pga at valhalla we have the u.s open at pinehurst too and we have yep. the open at troon is that yep. right? Okay. Yep. Um so Augusta National Golf Club. That's the one. Yep. Yeah. I have I have one. Oh man, it fucks me to say this, but I have one Cam Smith winning that. He's winning the Masters. Yes. He missed the cut this year. That's fine. Okay, got it. Cam Smith. And then for the PGA at Troon, it really hurts me to say this, but I have indeed one Roy McIlroy winning at Valhalla. He's going back to back at Valhalla. Yeah. Dave, Dave and Ryan have got him. Do we do we think it's just because that's he's going to be comfy and there? That's me. And I have a bet for a thousand dollars against kid that Rory won't win another major, and I have him winning at Valhalla. Do you think him stepping down as the real commissioner uh, is helping next year? No, I think it's a course he likes and he has good history at, and he has been doing well in majors up until this point. And I think it's just, you know, I think it's all everything kind of clicking, and I think that course is a course that he will have good memories and things will click for him. And then we got Pinehurst number two. Um, I think I know who you're going to say here. Great fucking course. Um, my heart wants to say Ricky, but I'm not saying Ricky. <laughs> I don't think you are either. And I'm saying Rom. I oh. think Rom will get it done. Lame. What did you think I was going to say? Maybe you'll say him for the open, so I won't say anything. Uh, no, uh, for the open, I don't know. I think you said that uh, Ryan said this, but I think Tommy Fleetwood at Troon. I like that. Another it, fleet. Yeah, I think that syncs up. Tommy Fleetwood okay. at Troon. Tommy Fleetwood at Troon feels right, sounds right. Like, I like that. I do, too. I love it. It's not my pick, but I love it. Okay. Um all right. All right. Um who'd you think he was gonna say? I thought he was gonna make for Pioneer's number two. <laughs> uh is that someone that you think is gonna win and you just thought I was gonna say it, or is it just I yeah, I just kind of feel like this person. 
I don't know, man. I feel like he might win Max one. Homa? Not... That's right, Clint. I don't know. Mac... Really? I know uh, that was who I was thinking of. I don't think I'm going to pick him for one, but like I'm, I, I feel like wow. he's going to be in more contention th- this upcoming year. Pinehurst. I love it. Feels like a course where you have to like. I don't know. It, it seems to me like you can kind of make good shots out of hard situations, and Rom just kind of feels like the guy for that for me. Like there's not a bunch See, of h- hard, like big, long rough, but there's like Sandy lies and kind of like little grass areas. That's why stuff. I'm surprised you didn't pick Cam Smith for it. And, and you picked him for the masters. Like I thought you're going to pick Cam Smith for Cam Pinehurst Smith has two. played well in the masters though. Like, I feel like, I feel like he's a guy that could win there. And I feel like he almost did. Yeah. Like I granted feel like it was the asterisk. It. It was the asterisk year, but but he's played well there before. He shot four rounds in the sixties that year. Yeah. Anyways, right. yeah, Max Homa did not cross my mind for for Pinehurst. Yeah, I feel you. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I didn't say my last. Oh yeah, I said Tommy. Sorry. Yeah, you did. You did. Um. So. You know, a lot of, a lot of tough, a lot of tough picks, guys. A lot of, a lot. I, I was, I've been thinking a lot about this stuff, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I feel like we're gonna get some first-time major winners this year. I, you guys all, I mean, I know you guys pick Fleetwood, uh, but I, you know, I, I see a lot of people that did, have won majors. Did Clint, did Clint pick Fleetwood as well? N- no, but no, you I and just Ryan said did. that I love it. Yeah. I said I love it. Uh, I still think we're gonna get some new first-time major winners. I do. I I think we I think we got through our good period of like three years of always getting like big name major winners, and I think we might be in for a couple of duddies. Well, not not duddies because I think this would be sick if it happened. But I I think the the Masters winner this year, guys, and by this year I mean next year in twenty twenty four is gonna be one Sahith Thagala. I love that. I really do. He's never played the I course. Hope, I hope that he comes through. I love that. I like that guy a lot. I mean, he's a lefty. Lefties do well there. So that's in his favor. <clears throat> so I've got Sahit Thakala. That's, taking uh, the, that's, uh, uh, that's really reaching and putting your, your name out there for that one. Yeah, man. I mean... I said what I said. I said what I said, and I said what I said. Um, you know, I this guy isn't isn't in my wolf pack anymore, but I think he's going to be winning at the PJ Valhalla. I think he's going to come in under the radar. I think people be like, oh, he. I mean, he was supposed to win one of these by now. It kind of makes sense. He's got the game. Uh, one Xander Schauffele is going to be winning the PJ Championship at Valhalla next year. Another new major. I think we're going to get into this kind of mix of like two people that have never won majors before, two people that have won majors before, which kind of ties into one U.S. Open winner at Pinehurst number two. Someone has got to be able to scramble. Someone's got to get creative. Someone's got to be able to recover. It is one Jordan Speed. Oh, he did it. I thought about it. He did it. I thought about it at the Masters, though. I mean, who? I mean, someone's got to be able to play turtle shell greens. 
someone who's familiar with some some tough some lies. tricky tough lies. And then the thing is too is like you could hit it bad at Pinehurst number two. And if you can get crafty with some weeds and some sand, like you know, you could you could make some shit happen. I'm going with one young spiff for a pick for the uh the US Open again. I picked him for LACC. Didn't work out, boys. <laughs> but uh I, I I'm going with that one. And then believe it or not, guys, for the open championship at Troon, I'm going with one Victor Hovland. Mm. And if you guys are paying attention, I didn't say Rory's name for next year. I didn't I I, I said That's no surprising. Rory. That's surprising. And it's because I could convince myself that Rory could win any of these. And I think if I just don't talk about him, he's got his best chance. <laughs> Although I am so talking using about reverse it. psychology. What were, uh, what were Ryan's majors again? Uh, yeah. So he had Javi winning the masters, Rory winning at Valhalla chef winning at us open and Tommy Fleetwood. So he, uh, the only unique answer to him is Javi at the masters. You guys, yeah. Between you two, he has the same on the other three. Well, right um, on. Yeah. So that that's what we got, boys. That's what we got for next year's majors. And we might mix it up as people are trending. But, you know, I, I took a flyer, dude. If, if Sahith wins the Masters in his debut, that would be pretty, pretty impressive stuff. I think the only thing he has going for him is being a lefty. Personally. That's the only and, thing he's got going hey, for him. I was him. gonna say, yeah. like, ridiculously. He has good never played a, He's anything? never played the Masters. You know, like, I. It's, it's a big thing. So, I, but he, but he can win on a big stage because I. You could venture to say that the waste management is like one of the biggest stages. But he you didn't know what win. I mean? <laughs> well, yeah, okay. <laughs> But he, he also he, Dave, he also really did well play in the Masters. He played in the Masters this I, year. And he got did he you got ninth. Say I am tripping right now because you said Sahith Thagala, and I was thinking Ashe Batia the whole time. And I was, also in my mind, I was like, I don't think he's a lefty, but no, he's not I, a lefty. I was thinking Akshay Batia. That was the tripping me time. out too. I was like, I'm ninety nine percent positive he's not a lefty. <laughs> Like I didn't no, say it's anything because I didn't want to it's, call you out and be wrong. It is but I was crazy. Like, you Neither of you about? said anything, but no, I was thinking Akshay Batia the entire time, and I was like, "What the fuck is kid talking about right now?" Now that would now that would be crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, makes a lot more sense for fucking Sahith. My bad, I uh, had a brain fart there, but it is honestly almost crazier. Neither of you said anything when I said he was a lefty. Dude, I I didn't want to seem like an idiot and not know Sahith well enough because I was like, is he a lefty? I don't think he's a lefty, but I didn't want to say he wasn't a lefty. I I was positive in my head that he wasn't, but I was like, you made me second guess it. So I was like, am I wrong on that? Like, so I just didn't look clear. Me too, dude. I was like, I'm pretty sure he's not a lefty, but I'm not going to say it on the podcast. I didn't want to sound like an idiot. Yeah, like, I was really, thinking. I day, was thinking. But I mean, better. The, the better thing is, Dave was just thinking about the other Indian kid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Oh. <laughs> Like, give me a break, dude. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, but yeah, he did they play in the Masters. Two... Yes, yeah, so a hit has. 
Yeah. Yeah. The guy no, I picked I, had. I literally was thinking about the other Indian guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I also didn't call out that he had played in a match before him because I wasn't quite you just said both of them with such confidence. I was like, God, I thought I could have swore That's he played well in the Masters. Li- because literally in my head, I was just thinking Akshay. Like that's why it was so like succinct. You know, I was like, I, actually... I was kind of like second guessing my pick a little bit too. After you were saying both those things, I was like, "Fuck, dude!" Like I could have swore he played well there, and he's now saying he never even played there, and, and now he's, he's a lefty. Like, I thought he was right, but no. But then when he said he's a lefty, I'm like, "Oh yeah, dude, he's a lefty. It's gonna be good." <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh well, what a moment to end this thing on. <laughs> but yeah, Akshay Patia Masters win 2025. <laughs> Maybe, dude. He did win. Give, this him, past give year. him a year and he's in. Yeah. All Two right, Indian folks. winners on the tour, you know? It's pretty cool. Or at least yeah, they're Indian making heritage. moves. They got a lot of fucking people. So, you know, some of them are going to be good at golf. But yeah, thank you for listening, peeps who have been sticking with us throughout this um those were our awards for the 2023 season and a little bit of the predictions of uh what we think the should i recap our winners of the awards uh if you want to let's let's do it <laughs> our most improved player of the year won victor hovland breakout performance of the year is split between uh, uh you know ludwig's year breakout performance throughout the year and then Brian Harmon's breakout performance in a single event at the Open Championship. Uh, fader of the year goes to Justin Thomas. I don't know if that's a winner, more just like a loser. <laughs> and yeah. then comeback of the year goes to Ricky Fowler. Um, best shot of the year, Wyndham Clark on the 14th hole at the U.S. Open, approaching the par five with a three-wood. Uh, ghosted award, forgotten man, one Sung J M. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, standard event of the year, the match play in Austin because it's going bye bye and it was a good time. Um, major event of the year, the PGA, I'm sorry, the US Open, LA, LACC. Um, player of the year, one Jonathan Romaldo. Um, popcorn moment of the year, uh, is going to be Hatgate, uh, at the Ryder Cup. And then seminal moment of the year, or what we're calling seminal moment of the year, <laughs> is uh, I think we went with Javi caddying for his buddy uh, and or the definitive agreement. But I think I like Javi's caddying for the buddy being the kind of uh, seminal positive moment of the year. Um, yeah. And then your favorite moment of the year, Dave went with the definitive agreement. Clint went, the, went with the definitive agreement. And I went with Rose Zhang's debut win. Um it was a fun year recap, boys. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you on the next pod where we'll be doing our 2024 fantasy golf draft, where that is always debaucherous and a fucking shit show. Hell yeah. Look forward to it. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>